Cosmic Christ Podcast with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy by David Feslian. FeslianStudios.com Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ. I'm Reva Christ, and we begin episode 25 with the fourth step in Christ's Cosmic Pilot Training. In this episode, we combine Cosmic Pilot Teachings of 2021 with Cosmic Christ Teachings from Positive Thinking in Christ, written by Reverend Marie Carew, who holds the spirit name Mercy Heavens. Mercy began receiving messages from Christ in 1999, and these messages started as dreams that would come to her as she slept. Christ has been speaking to people of the earth for thousands of years. His intention is always to continue his ministry, and as he watches for changing times and changing trends in human interest, he tries to adapt his ministry goals to these changing trends and interests. During the time he spoke to my sister, my sister developed the Jeslibrian series of teachings and the Jeslibrian culture that I was also a part of because I believed in the purposes and philosophies of the culture. Jeslibrian literally translates into Jesus' liberation, and it refers to liberating Jesus Christ from the cross. Where man's religions and religious cultures all center around symbols of Christ's death and man's purgatory, because of Christ's death, the Jeslibrian culture and its philosophies and purpose center around the living mind of Christ, just as the Alphatum teachings do, and as the Cosmic Christ Center does. Only the body of Christ died, and his flesh body died thousands of years ago, but his mind has remained alive, conversing with humans on earth, and his mind is still alive today. Research this for yourself. How can so many claim to speak to Christ if this is not true? The mind's lifeline is infinite, and Christ wants the people of the earth who are open to receive his word to know they too can survive as mental beings if they pursue service to their own cosmic minds. It has become more important than ever to Jesus Christ to make man realize that he lives as a mind because the mind is all there is. All men are also minds. That is all they are. As a matter of fact, all of life is also mental. It is not physical. And we have a unique opportunity to learn what happens in the next phase of life, the cosmic phase of life, from the cosmic Christ who is already there. We have the unique opportunity to be trained by the cosmic Christ so that our minds will have the best possible experience in the cosmic journey that comes at the end of the corporal lifespan. What you see in the matter universe is only the physical representation of mental life. The Jeslibrian culture, philosophies and practices and teachings, and the Alphatum philosophies, practices and teachings are combined in the cosmic Christ center because they both have one goal, to free men and women from the false idea that Jesus died. Only his body died. 
His mind has survived these thousands of years, and his mind still lives with all of its human information intact, including his personality, character, demeanor, his ideas and beliefs, his memories, his teachings, and all the intelligence he has gained and is still gaining from his cosmic journey. The reason for the Cosmic Christ Center is to illuminate the minds of those on Earth who have minds that can be illuminated, to inspire in those minds the true nature of life that is mental, not physical, and the purpose of the mental journey is to gain intelligence and utilize intelligence in order to support and infuse cosmic creation with greater intelligence so the wholeness of cosmic creation will evolve. Christ's agenda is now our ministry. The mind of Christ is the leader, and my sister Mercy and I are his personal administrators and conduits. Our ministry is intellectual, and all of our written, spoken, and musical materials are also intellectual for the teaching of intellectual concepts in order to further the advancement of human intelligence through Christ's living intelligence. Jumping into the cosmic stream, I will be reading from the telepathic correspondence I received from Christ. You have awakened to your sentient field. You have knowledge of your lower and higher mind. You are learning about your thoughts and feelings, and you are on the path to sentient evolution. In stage four, you will begin to apply sentience in your everyday life before you make a major move, before you start your day, before you retaliate in anger, before you allow yourself to become overwhelmed, and after any unexpected emotional or mental experience that you need clarified with understanding. The best way to apply sentience is to heighten your perception through the realization of repetitious patterns and triggers that upset your moods and upset your cosmic awareness. Knowing you will be in difficult situations on a daily basis as you interact with other humans that are also difficult and bothersome to the point where they get under your skin is a sure sign that the application of sentient thinking is necessary for you to engage in before, during, and after you are with them. Preparation is the key to perfect a sentient attitude all during the day, to stay in the sentient field, empathize, sympathize, and use self-reflection. Know that you are not trapped and can leave any time for you have a sentient place of peace that you can go to in your higher cosmic mind. Those who are difficult and bothersome fail to reach their alpha cosmic mind and therefore they also fail to do the right thing and instead they do the wrong thing and create states of hardship, suffering and difficulties for others. These non-alpha minds have no cognitive sentience for they are not naturally sensitive in perception or feeling. To be naturally sensitive in perception and feeling compels the higher mind to do the right thing. Man will tell you that sentience is sensitivity to personal pain and emotion. They will also tell you that sentience is the ability to form personal human attachments. But I tell you sentience is the conscious reaction to the awareness of senses that radiate from both pain and pleasure. A true sentient mind feels empathy and it senses impressions from outside simulations such as pain, 
suffering, and hardship. When the mind is unresponsive to these things, it is dull and lacks innocence. Having true cosmic sentience, the receiver will show compassion, mercy, and innocence because the receiver holds the ability to understand and to share the feelings of other life forms. When the journeyman or journeywoman exhibits the realization of sentient perception, they are aware of their actions and therefore they do the right thing and do not fall short of their alpha mind. To do what is right is to do what is compassionate, merciful, innocent, benevolent, and peaceful. Remember, it was told to you in Psalm 34:14, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. To pursue peace is to pursue sentience. While the sentient senses perceive both pain and pleasure, the trained sentient mind can transmute the lower to the higher. As long as there is a sentient mind, the holder of that sentience can transmute pain to pleasure. That sentient traveler can ascend the pain threshold and rise to the higher alpha planes of peace. This is the power of the sentient mind. The lower creatures do not have this ability, so they surrender their life force in order to leave the plane of pain. But the sentient student and the ascended sentient master can learn to transmute the pain of the lower creature and thereby give that creature peace. And the sentient student and the ascended sentient master can also learn to transmute his or her own pain in order to ascend to peace. Sentience is your gift from the cosmic creator, for you are a cosmic creation. As you now hold an identity, you are a cosmic pilot waiting for your cosmic purpose to unfold. Should you turn away from your cosmic gifts, so you will also turn away from your cosmic purpose. You will then merely be the sum of your own mortality. But should you pursue your cosmic journey, your cosmic gifts, then you earn the right to also evolve into a cosmic identity and to take a new name and a position among the infinite and eternal body of cosmic creation. While you are mortal, never allow anyone into your cosmic space. Your cosmic space of your alpha mind is a place of peace. When peace cannot be found, the lower mind will surface. The lower mind cannot reach the alpha state when psychological stimulus prompts recall of a previous traumatic or distressing experience. When emotional triggers become activated by unpleasant situations or by someone else's behavior or comments, it is time to remove yourself from that stimulation by leaving the situation that brought on the unpleasant sense material. Emotional triggers are wounds that did not heal. Keep your lower mind clear of such things through the renewal of your alpha mind and your higher sentience. Each time you transmute the lower pain and rise to the higher plane of alpha peace, you renew your alpha mind. What is said and done in the mortal world is not reality. What is said and done in the mortal world is not the truth. The truth lies only in the eternal alpha mind for the alpha mind is everlasting. It remains forever in existence, for it has no beginning or end. When you are facing the challenge of remaining calm in times of stress, 
difficulty, hardship, and upheaval, remember this. You cannot reduce stress by stressing yourself and others, for this creates more stress, and you cannot approach unpleasantness in a more positive and productive way unless you put an end to your own feelings of unpleasantness. Remember Proverb 17:22, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A positive mood creates a joyful heart, but this can only be achieved through obtaining and retaining a sense of purpose through innocence. If your mood changes to one of corrupting feelings, thoughts, and sensations, you are no longer innocent. Your joyful heart is now no more. It is time to withdraw, cleanse yourself, and when you return to innocence, you will be ready to return to your purpose. When choosing a sense of purpose, make certain that your purpose is a positive one, free of corruption, sin, and the evils that come from violence and iniquity. This is how you remain sentient. This also helps you to always stay focused on positivity. But know that even if you are blameless in your purpose, even if your purpose is pure and innocent, as long as you are operating in man's world and men are corrupt in their purposes and looking to corrupt all other purposes, they may seek to corrupt you and thereby interfere in your purpose or interpret your purpose by trying to derail your purpose or malign your innocent intentions. Guard your sentience and do not engage such men or women, but rather withdraw to Alpha Peace. You have something they do not have. And while they seek the corruption that is all they know, you possess something much more superior and eternal. Through consciously and intentionally performing acts that are innocent, you will not harm, kill, or create states of suffering or hardship for any living being. Because you are now consciously aware of your own innocence, you are also aware of your own higher sentience, and through this awareness you can do what is right at all times. What is right is positive. What is right is wise. The corrupt man will continue corruption, but you will not aid or abet him. Neither will you be coerced into being his cover. But should he seek salvation from his own dark leanings, you will have the power to teach him the way to reconnecting to his own alpha mind. Innocence makes men successful in their endeavors, for through innocence you successfully allow others to live their lives in a positive state of peace and freedom from any harm, distress, suffering, or death that you may have caused them if you had remained negative and without innocence. Through devoting your life to innocence, you find your purpose. Kindness and innocence are a positive purpose for you to peruse, for both invoke compassion, fairness, justice, and mercy in all human action and in all human interaction with the environment. Now that kindness and innocence are your positive purpose in life, you can reflect on all of the things that you are currently doing, and if any of those things are not kind or innocent, you can begin to change them to suit your positive purpose. How can you be more kind and innocent and still live in a negative world? Always keep your mind focused and directed on innocence and be aware that you do not add to the world's negativity. When your mind is focused on innocence, 
Your kindness and innocence will remain intact. But if the world should take you over through the vibrations of pain that it causes, use your sentient mind to cleanse these things by first withdrawing from the field of pain and then transmuting that pain to higher alpha peace. Wash yourself clean in the peace of alpha and know that the pain is not you. It is the corruption in the world of men. This is what men create. It is all they create. It is verily their only destiny. Remember, you are cosmic. Your destiny is much higher. As you pursue your alpha mind, so you pursue your true cosmic destiny. When you feel you are secure in your knowledge of both mental planes, you will understand the plane of pain is man's world and all the pain he causes. And the plane of peace is the alpha plane and the peace of the cosmic creator. You will have successfully completed stage four, but you will need to utilize the training as a part of your sentient lifestyle. As you settle down to sleep, engage your senses and review the day's events. Do any insights come to mind? Think of tomorrow and what is to come and engage your senses. Do any insights come to mind? As you begin each sleep session engaging the mind with questions and seeking answers in the sentient field, the mind has a chance to work as you sleep and you may find you wake up with insight that you did not have before. If you feel you are in the throes of frustration or burnout from man's world, rest is the best antidote. Do not be afraid to sleep. The mind and body can easily experience fatigue from stress, especially if the stress is prolonged in your experience. Sleep, for the body and mind, is the only remedy, and when you wake, comfort is the next recommendation. Begin with gentle relaxation and comforting experiences that raise your mind to higher places of peace. Comfort may be experienced through sitting in the sun on your porch and meditating, or through sitting in nature and meditating. Remember to breathe deeply and allow your mind to empty. When you have found peace, enjoy it and write about the experience so you may read it in the future when you might need it. Remember to answer the questions what led you there and how did you recover? Coming out of the cosmic stream, the sentient journey is a journey of life. It begins with awareness of sentience and continues as you choose to pursue the sentient experience. It is a constant practice of sentient observation, contemplation, and deep thinking with the mind raised to the purpose of knowing intelligent energy waves, interpreting these waves seeing these waves at work in the landscape of your life and in the life around you and discerning wisdom from their lessons. All steps in the observation and recording of the sentient experience are repeated as is any practice that you would choose to take on faithfully. All skills, all trades, and all learning comes from repetitive practices in that field. Reading information, absorbing information, understanding information, and applying information to the desired goal you are trying to achieve. The work of the sentient investigator is work that must be carried out alone, for it is only the individual mind that can interpret the sentient field for itself. Once the discovery is made, and once the findings are logged in your journal, 
you may share these with other sentient students or teachers in order to learn from their experiences. But you cannot become a fully aware sentient being through anyone else. The journey must be individually your own. I have found that nothing in man's world compares to the sentient world, the network of the web of natural life. And this discovery alone, coupled with my dissatisfaction in man's artificial and synthetic world, has made the decision easy for me to follow the sentient path and avoid the path of man and his unnatural practices, traditions, beliefs, and social norms that are the programming of his ancestors and the propaganda of the megalomaniacs who run his industrial world. Even with nature's own chaotic fury and unpredictability, I prefer nature's wrath to man's. I prefer her destruction to man's, because ultimately any destruction nature brings is natural destruction, and any destruction man brings is unnatural due to the methods by which he causes death to occur. I believe if nature is the cause of your death, you will rise from death naturally. If man causes your death, you will be in torment, for your death will be unnatural. I see through sentient wisdom, that is, I sense the sensitivity in the human species and its inability to cope with the forces of nature and the dismal outcome of ravaged lands, freezing cold, boiling heat, starvation, and death by elemental factors. I see that man was pushed to the brink by these things, and knew no other course to take except for the violent course that he saw animals take when they killed another animal for food. The sight of the beast killing an animal was the power man sought in order to reign over nature, to destroy nature's right to wage storms, to change temperatures, to destroy his crops and his buildings. Subdue the world with violence and you will master the world. This was the only answer for man in his limited knowledge, and this has been the programming of his progeny. Man's inability to deal with pain fostered his need to kill all sources of pain, and his need to kill was justified by other men that relished killing. And as societies grew, civilization was defined by how well brutality was hidden away and by how well men excused brutality by calling it necessary. Human brutality still exists, but it is now performed in secret under the propaganda that it is always for human society's own good. And this is how man justifies brutality and makes it the sign of his evolution. But brutality is not good. It is not beneficial to the body for it only causes pain, weakness, and destruction of tissue, and it is not good for the mind because it causes the mind to close out and turn dark, so it is no longer open to cosmic perception. The greatest enemy of man was pain, for pain made him feel weak not only in body, but in energy. Despair, futility, hopelessness, and fear crippled him, and he found he could not survive, and the stronger ones in the human herd saw the benefit in inflicting these states on others in order to subdue them into their service as slaves. And so man took charge of the right to wield the power of fear, despair, futility, and hopelessness onto others so that he could remain empowered over them. And this way 
his journey and burden became easier, because those that he considered inferior to him were the ones that bore the brunt of his problems. And then man turned his ingenuity against nature in order to destroy the natural forces of chaos that threatened him at every turn. Just as natural forces worked to destroy anomalies in nature in order to bring perfect balance, so man had his own ideas about what was an anomaly, and he gathered his own force to remove his enemies. He made war with the environment, with the animal kingdoms, and with the human race itself, those members of his own species that he felt were anomalies. He chose to build his own artificial and synthetic environment and to control the servants that would serve him in his invented environment, and he did this over and over and over again until the planet that sustained him and the web of life were now also among his victims. Man cannot exist without his drive to be rogue, for he is too sensitive, and the only way to overcome sensitivity is to destroy it in all its faces and take on the cloak of dullness ignorance and brutality. But do this with justification that people will applaud, and if they do not applaud, then do it in secret. The natural waves that began creation began the process through chaos and destruction, and then man was created and he became chaotic and destructive both in his thinking and in his actions. The war of the waves became the war of the minds. The human minds set on dominating the world with their thoughts and ideas, and through dominating other minds, they would own the world, and propaganda, terrorism, commerce, economic control, and war were the instruments through which the world would be dominated. A material utopia would be the promised reward for those who could afford it, and the rest would be the servants, or else they would be left to the wayside to die. The Alpha teachings and the sentient practice is to make the student aware of the forces behind creation, to make peace with natural forces and to make peace with human minds that are opposed to peace. But in the practice of peace, we of the cosmic culture do not choose to make man peaceful, but rather we make peace for ourselves. So we have shelter from the external environment of war that man continues to wage against the environment, the planet, and the animal kingdoms. We don't participate in man's war. We don't contribute to it. We play no part in the destruction of the earth or the destruction of the web of existence. We build peace for ourselves and prepare for the transition from man's reign of war on earth to the spirit world and our service to the peace of the cosmic creator. On our next Cosmic Christ podcast, we will listen to the final chapter in Christ's Cosmic Pilot Training, a training that focuses on the lower mind's awakening to the higher mind's loftier ideals. I'm Weaver Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.